Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today I want to talk to you about the fact that I am afraid we have lost our collective minds as a society. What happens when a tool that used to teach values no longer does? Did the tool change or did the people who used it change or did how they use it change? Let's talk about Andrew Luck and his retirement and maybe what we can learn from how people responded to it. Maybe what we can do to improve our interaction with sports and the tool that it is. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, can we just take a minute and pause? In fact, I actually have another recording that was supposed to go up today, but with the news that broke uh, recently of Andrew Luck retiring, can we just take a moment and pause and reflect on what happened? A grown man, 29 years old, with a degree from Stanford University, so he's not dumb, measured the cost of his current career and said, that price isn't worth it, I'm retiring And people who are supposed to be grown booed him. They literally booed him. They mocked him. They made fun of him because he quit on their football team. Lordy, lordy. Now, I have gotten emails. I've had people talk to me and and believe that I'm anti-sport, and I'm not at all. I want to be really clear on that. I worked my schedule around to watch the travesty that was the Miami-Florida game this past weekend. If you watched that, that was sloppy football. Uh, My wife and I enjoy going to local sports games occasionally when our kids are on that. My kids have played sports. I played sports. I've coached sports. But people, we've gone too far. This has become our identity. And, and, And I was talking to a guy yesterday and he was talking about how he was listening to a radio program and people were calling in. And I asked him which program, so I turned it on. And people were calling in and they're talking about what Andrew Luck did to us, what Andrew Luck did to me, how Andrew Luck did this. One guy actually said that he couldn't talk to his girlfriend or his wife. I missed that part of it for two days because he was so depressed over Andrew Luck uh, re- retiring. Now, if you don't know who Andrew Luck is, He's, he was a quarterback in the NFL for the Indianapolis Colts. I graduated from Stanford, uh, was a number one pick seven years ago, and he's been in, injured a lot the last four or five years. And people are losing their mind over the fact that this guy retired because we have picked the wrong thing to become our identity, and that is sports. We have we have literally reorganized the entire family structure to accommodate driving kids all over the town and the country to get them to sporting events. And then we wonder why they've become adults that think the world revolves around them. I was talking to uh, someone last night about it, and I was talking about a guy that I met a number of years ago at the gym who was explaining to me that he knew what loyalty was because he was a lifelong diehard Lions fan. The Detroit Lions, he rode or died with them. Actually, you know what? I don't think it was at the gym. I think it was at a coffee shop. doesn't matter. 
But he, it was ride or die for him with the Detroit Lions because this is where I was born and loyalty it matters. And later we got talking and he was on wife number six. And you can't make this up. If, if somebody was paying me to come up with fiction, I couldn't come up with something this ironic. He cheated on wives one, two, three, four, and five. We, we have a problem in our society. And A, we, we have our identity invested in pro sports. In, in whatever team it is that we're a fan of, whether it's hockey or baseball or football. And I really like baseball. I got to tell you, uh, this past weekend was a great weekend for baseball. The uniforms, it was players weekend. The uniforms were a little goofy. But the actual games were really good. There was quite a few games that were close. Uh, there was quite a few games that were won in the late innings. Last night, there was a game between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, the guy for the Phillies who hit the walk-off, which if you don't know what that means, means the game's tied and they're either in the, in the bottom of the ninth or later in the game. And he hit the winning run. He grew up a pirate. In other words, it, it, he was a pirate when he was in the minor leagues. He was a pirate when he was first in his career. They got rid of him because the Pirates are a poorly run organization. Uh, they did bring him back because his daughter needed uh, some special treatment that she could only get at the University of Pittsburgh. And uh, so, so they, he got traded to them. And then when she was better, they got rid of him again because he wanted actually money and they didn't want to pay him. He hit the walk-off run last night. That's cool stuff. And yes, you can learn things in sports, but one of the things you're supposed to learn in sports is to measure the cost. And there are a lot of people that don't measure the cost of what they're doing. And Andrew Luck did. He said, you know what? I've made a lot of money. Now, we could argue maybe he should, maybe he shouldn't. That's an economics discussion. I'm a blatant and open uh, capitalist. I, I readily admit that I am a capitalist. So, but, so he's made a lot of money, he's getting married, he's got a kid on the way, and he's like, I just don't want to hobble around for the rest of my life. I want to enjoy time with my family. And the people who are booing, here's my question. Are you actually suggesting that sports is more important than family? Because isn't sports supposed to be this wonderful bastion where we learn values? Isn't sports supposed to be this place where we learn what it means to be better, to sacrifice? Do we really want people to learn to sacrifice their family? Is the sports ideal really more important than family? Is it? Now, you might be sitting there thinking, Joe, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. I didn't boo him. Maybe you didn't. That's awesome. Good for you. But here is one of my favorite questions that I love to ask my clients. I don't love to ask myself so much, but honestly, twice a year, I spend time by myself answering these two questions. Take a moment and write out your values. Write out the things that you say, these are the values that we ride or die on. These are the values that, that craft our life. These are the values that I want my children to learn. These are the values that I want people who know me to think about when they think of me. These are my values. These are the things that govern my life. Write them out. Hard work. Uh, dedication to team. Those are probably going to be on there. Those types of things. The ideals that we should learn in sports. Sportsmanship. Right? Uh, sacrifice for the good of others. Helping others be better. Uh, 
dedication to a cause. I, I don't know what your values will be, but write them out. Take the time and write them out. Go ahead, hit stop and write them out, but come back. Okay, I'm going to assume you're back. Now, here's the question that almost always sparks a lot of fun conversation in my therapy room. If we were to go YouTube on your life, we were going to put cameras up everywhere, and then we let people who watched vote on what your values were, what would they say about what they thought your values were? What would they suggest are your values? What would they say, oh, you know what? He values that. She values that. How do you reconcile people who I'm going to assume were at the Colts game and right they have their, their, their kids in sports and they're going to tell you that they have their kids in sports because they want them to learn values. How do you reconcile that with mass booing of the guy who decided to retire and they found out because ESPN broke the story before he was ready to announce it, which was the next day? How do we reconcile that unless we start with there is something broken in how our society interacts with sports? How do we reconcile it? What do we do? How do we reconcile the fact that every year for like the last 10 years, someone has died or gone to the hospital because they were assaulted at a youth sport game? How do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile that we're losing officials and umpires at record rates in most states because parents are so abusive? And when it's brought up, most parents are just like, oh, it's just that the referees, they're pansies. If we're going to actually achieve the things we talk about with sports, like we do sports to teach values, then we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard than we are currently doing. And this is true of anything. But like, if your kids are in sports, I'm not against that. Congratulations, good for you. But do you run the schedule or do the sports schedule run you? And so often we, I hear crazy statements like, well, you know, we entrust coach to teach our kids the sport, so, so we get to let him do whatever he wants. No, there's a standard of behavior that should be required of everyone. Parents, coaches, players. And I'm not talking, look, if he yells at your kid, it's probably okay. If she yells at your kid, it's probably okay. If all they do is yell, that's probably not good. But but what are you teaching your children are your values. I have a lot of conversations with couples over what role sports should play in their family's life. And uh, I was talking to one couple and I joked and I said, I want to write a book and I'm working on a title. Oh, tell me which one you like better. Your wife doesn't give a bleep about your sports loyalty or your sports loyalty doesn't mean bleep. I like provocative titles. And almost invariably, the wife's, wives love them. They're like, oh, either one would work because they don't care about sports loyalty if there isn't other character in play. I'm just going to throw this out there. Sports have no intrinsic value. It's what we do with them that either gives them value or it doesn't. And when we boo a grown man for deciding to retire, we take any possible value out of that moment. When we allow ourselves to get so caught up in sports that it runs our family, that it runs our mood, that it runs our society, we've taken the value out of it. 
Now, if you're not doing that, that's awesome. But I would want to ask you a question. Would your kids say that your values match up to your behavior at games? So, so two specific questions related to that. What are the values that you want your kids to learn by doing sports? And then the one that matters, are they learning it? Are they actually learning it? Are you connecting the pieces for them? Not their coach, not their assistant coach, not, you know, their best friend's dad. You, are you connecting what they're supposed to be learning with what they're learning? In other words, hey, when you this, Blair, that, this is what I was hoping you would learn. Do you have those conversations with your kid? And this could be true if, you know, your child isn't in sports, they're in band. If they're not in band, they're in horse showing, whatever it is. What are the values that you want them to learn? And then what are you doing to make sure that they see those? Now, you can't make someone learn, including your own kids. But what are you doing to set up the structure so that they can learn? If your son, your daughter saw people booing Andrew Luck, please, dear God, tell me you had a conversation with your kids about why that was not only wrong, it was asinine. Even if you disagree with me and you think Andrew Luck should keep playing, I'd have all sorts of questions. But at least have a conversation with your kids about that and what you think. Because one of the things that has happened is we are turning our kids over to other people to raise them. That's a whole nother episode. I see it in the schools, uh, any school. I, I see it in, in coaching. We're, we're just turning our kids over to other people to raise them. And it's driving me bonkers. But, but when it comes to sports, I'm going to try and stay just right on track here with this, this thought. When it comes to sports, what do you want your children to learn? What are the values that you want them to learn? And then what are you doing to make sure that they learn them? And how do those values fit into the greater values of your family? Because one of the things that, that happens, and I'm telling you, and a number of years ago, uh, there's a local guy uh, who's a pastor, and he's also, at least he was a coach at Godwin Heights for football, and we were talking about, or I was talking about how one of the travesties that I see is I have so many men sit on my couch. That's therapy speak for they come for counseling, who sit on my couch because they don't know what to do with their adult life. Because for the first 18 years of their life, that's an exaggeration. They probably weren't playing football or baseball at one. But for the majority of their formative years, their identity was wrapped up in what they were as an athlete. And so if they were a pitcher, they weren't, you know, uh, uh, David Drake, the, the pitcher, or, or David Drake, so David Sr.'s son, they were David Drake. Oh, he's a pitcher, right? And, and everything was about sports identity, or everything in their identity was about sports, excuse me. And, and then they get married, and, and life's kind of boring. You got to pay bills, and nobody cares. I was talking to a guy who was a soccer player. I coached soccer. I played soccer. Not very well, but I did play it. Uh, I was actually probably a better coach than I was a, a player. Uh, in fact, not actually, not probably at all. I just wasn't a very good player. I was average. Uh, but I was talking to a guy who played soccer, and he's like, he was talking about just normal things that are expected of people when they're married and have kids. And he wanted special praise for it. He's like, oh, that's because he's a millennial. yeah. Or it's because he never learned what his identity was outside of sports. Andrew Luck has an identity outside of being the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. He's a husband and a father. And he said sometime in the last two weeks 
I came to the conclusion that what's best for me and my family is for us to walk away from the sport. Oh my goodness, Jimmy in Indianapolis, who's been a lifelong Indianapolis fan, he's cheered for the Colts since they moved there. There goes his chance to win the Super Bowl. Jimmy in Indianapolis, I have bad news. You were never going to win the Super Bowl, dude. Even if the Colts won, you didn't. You watched them win. Yeah, but fans are part of it. Yeah, they are. But is that really what we want our value and identification to come from? College football starts, and I think this Saturday. And I honestly, I enjoy college football. It'll be on most Saturdays that I'm home, especially if I'm doing work around the house, a game will be on, and I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy watching it. Uh, the late games, I love watching a college football game under the lights in the dark. I just think it's cool. I enjoy it. And I have teams that I hope will win, but I refuse to let them be my identity. And I'm begging you, don't let sports become yours or your kid's identity. Cheer. Cheer hard. Wear the clothes. I don't care. Now, I, I, I'm going to warn you, I frustrate people because I kind of have a tiered system, especially in college football. Uh, if Michigan State's playing anyone other than Michigan or Penn State, I cheer for them. When Michigan's playing Michigan State, I tend to cheer for them. But I got to be honest, I enjoyed the game where Michigan lost on the last second punt return, uh, punt blocked and returned a couple years ago, and that kid's face became a meme because it was good competition. I enjoyed the competition, and anybody who's playing Penn State, I cheer for Penn State. Sometimes I'll wear a Penn State hat with a Michigan T-shirt. Uh, in hockey, I enjoy the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're rivals. Well, how do you do that? Well, when I watch the game, I just hope for a good game. Because that's not my identity. Find your identity in something that you do, not something a group of other men or women do. Like everything else in life, be intentional with how you interact with sports. If there's a set of values that you want your child to learn, be intentional about that and make your child learn them. Like, here's a value that I want my kids to know. Other people don't owe us anything. Anything. Now, you could argue, like, I owe my wife something because I made her a promise. And I owe my kids something. But, but people outside of our circle, they don't owe us anything. Andrew Luck doesn't owe anyone anything that's, like, in the fan base. That's goofiness. It's not okay to boo them. There's right and there's wrong independently of how we feel. Now... Those fans can be disappointed, and this I get, because he's a good quarterback. You could argue that he's top tier. Uh, I heard, you know, that the Colts, I like statistics and numbers, the Colts score on average seven points more a game when he's quarterbacking than when anybody else they've had over the same amount of time. They're a better team with him than without him. That's obvious. And they have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl with him, and the fans would get to go along for that ride from an entertainment point of view. So be disappointed. Even express the disappointment. But understand that how you react, you're teaching people values. We've got to find things that we create our identity out of that have less to do with sports and more to do with what we do. I don't care what the sport is. I don't even care if it's your, you being the weekend warrior. What's your identity? If you want to know what your identity is, ask yourself how you react when something doesn't go well in the different arenas of your life. And that'll give you an indicator of, of where you're drawing identity from. 
Andrew Luck, good luck to the dude. Uh, see what I did there? I didn't do that on purpose. But good luck to the dude. I, I wish him the best. I hope that it works out well. I'm not that he needs my approval or cares what I think. But it just amazes me when people lose their mind over sports athletes not doing what they want them to do. And what's really interesting, and this is, oh, I'm going to run out of time, but what's really interesting is when they actually break the law, we want them to have less consequences, or there is a whole subset of people that want them to have more consequences, that they want them to never be allowed to play sports again. Oh, like, so look at Michael Vick. You know, he, he got involved in dogfighting, uh, got arrested for it, went to jail for it, came back, and, like, wherever he would go, people would be like, oh, he shouldn't have a job. That's crazy. He, he did his time. He, he paid his debts to society. He can go get whatever job he will hire him. That, that's actually what freedom is. And that's a value we say we ascribe to, freedom. Until it involves our sports teams and it goes away, we don't want it to. Or what, like a couple of months ago, or maybe a year ago, I don't know, he got hired by Nike. And people were like, I'm never buying Nike again. Because he, he hurt dogs 12 years ago, 14 years ago. Okay, what he did was terrible but he paid his debt. Redemption is one of the values that we say we hold in our society. It's one of the things we say we love about sports. The story of redemption, the story of the underdog, until it's something that we don't like. What are the values you want to be a part of your life because you're cheering for a sports team? That's a serious question. Like, So let's move away from our kids and just talk about you for a minute. What are the values that you want to be a part of your life because you're involved with sports? And then what are you doing to make sure that happens? And my less favorite but favorite question, if we were to go YouTube on your life and let the people who watched vote on what they thought your values were, what would they say your values are based on how you interact with sports? Do you have a disconnect? All right, so this is a shorter episode. I didn't write a script for this one. Uh, I was sitting in bed with my wife watching the Miami uh, University of Miami Florida football game uh, with the noise down or with the volume down because the kids were in the room and all of that. When I got a text alert that Andrew Luck uh, retired, and and then I just watched our society, sports society, collectively lose its mind. And look, I know there are people that think, oh, this is just Joe's opinion. There's a lot of research coming out. That sports isn't doing what it used to do. That it's not actually teaching character anymore. In fact, there's now two books out that are pretty well researched that talk about the longer you're in sports, the less likely your character is to build. And the sports haven't changed. It's not like football has changed or baseball or volleyball or softball or wrestling. What has changed is what we do with the sports. Sports is amoral. They're neither good nor bad. They're just a tool. So if they're producing less character in people, it's not because they've changed. It's because how we use them has changed. And that's what we need to claim back. That's what we need to bring back. That's what we need to fight for to bring back under our control is how we use sports as a society. And it needs to start with you and me person sitting next to you and the person sitting over there and we need to start a movement of people who say this is where it stops we no longer worship at the altar of sports 
Oh, I long for that day. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.